All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Uh, so glad to have you back. Very happy today because I got two, two guests on the show today. Uh, returning, Mr. Dan Barry. All right, Dan. Hey. And new, uh, new to, the, to the Cheaper Than Therapy podcast is Mr. Anthony DiDomenico. What's All going right, on? How are you? Good, lads. Good, good, good. Uh, so we're just kind of talking there beforehand, before we came on about... Uh, I always like to give a guest kind of heads up about what we can talk about. And, uh, you know, just in case I don't want to go on the road and embarrass somebody. And uh, so we immediately start talking about sports terminology between Ireland and America. And we don't have any because our sports are shit. Well, you guys have like, you have, you have hurling. Which is just violence. Yeah, it's just hitting people with, with clubs, I think. <laughs> what is, I think what is hurling? The, I don't even know what that is. Her, it's like, um, so... I would compare it to like a field hockey, except like you pick up, you have like a wooden club that's like flat on one side and you can kind of scoop up the ball with that wooden club and quote unquote, hurl it to the next person. Like yeah, and almost? Uh, almost, except that there's no net. You're just hitting somebody with a wood hard stick. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. It's actually the fastest, it's actually the fastest field game uh, on the planet. Oh, okay. It's fucking. It's lethal, though. It's lethal. It sounds, it's, like it, a, it sounds like a worse version of lacrosse. Lacrosse wasn't shitty enough. Let's make it shittier. No, no. Now it's now. Imagine lacrosse, except without any of the helmets and pads yeah, and more yeah. of the violence. None of the pussy shit. Just more, yeah. more violence. And then, like, like <laughs> forget concussion studies. That's fucking wasteful. <laughs> Let's just let's just take a club, shave off half of it so it's flat, and then smack my friend in the face of it. Yeah, there's no room for education when it comes to it oh. at all. Okay. Anyway, yeah. um, so before I kind of really kick the show off, lads, uh, I don't know if you heard. Uh, did you any of you guys know Vic Henley? Yeah, I, I've worked in a couple of shows. I have not. No, I not know. Yeah, him. he just like he he passed away yesterday, and uh, that sucks. Fuck, man. It's just, it, it, he was one of the nicest guys. And everyone says that about someone when, when they go. You know, oh, They won't say it when you die. Don't worry. There's this. No, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're worried about everybody, don't worry, man. Do you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people cry when people die. When Mick Thomas dies, you're going to hear, whew, thank goodness. That's yeah. Funny. People, when, when I go like, wait, wait, are you sure? Are you sure? My mother didn't text me on my birthday a few weeks ago, so I think uh, you better not be fucking me. (laughs) (laughs) Was it? Was Uh, it? Was it Corona? (laughs) It was Caravis. Inside joke. I uh, I got um. So yeah, but like he, you know, I I was talking about last night with uh, who was I talking to? Um. Fuck, I, I'm just, I gone blank with names. Uh, a comic last night, I'll think of his name in a second. Uh, another angry comic from the city. And he, uh, he was, we were just saying that, like, you know, people always say, like, oh, he never had a bad word to say about anybody. He did. He loved talking shit about everybody, but he was, <laughs> it was, it was true. You know what I mean? Like, if someone was an asshole, he called him on it. And that's, uh, that's very fucking rare, in, especially in this business. I think that comes with time. You know what I mean? Like, so like in pro wrestling, like I can say whatever I want because I've been doing it for 20 years and I don't care anymore. But in comedy, I'm always pretty like, Hey, hey, no, they're pretty swell guy. Like, but I've never said that about anybody. (laughs) 
to this <laughs> this little guy. Yeah, here's the here's the one reason I'm glad uh, Dina Minicos is joining us too, is because like I've been relatively angry on a lot of these episodes. I mean, especially lately, more about how people are are are, are treating the coronavirus. But you are just twenty four seven miserable. Me? Like yeah. That, yeah, yeah, and that's why, and that's why I'm kind of glad you're here <laughs> to make me look like a fucking pussycat. And then I'm miserable. I just, it's just, I see the absurdity in everything. That's all. <laughs> I think there's, a, I think there's an element of seeing the absurdity, and then the over, the over research into what does that mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Every conversation. What, what do you mean? What, 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 what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, I was kind of fucking gutted last night, and I was driving home with, with from a show in Connecticut with Chris Roach, maybe about a week before I we went to Ireland. So that's a little over a month now, and uh, you know we were talking about, and, and and I just said, you know what we're do? We're do another comic to die. And he goes like, "Oh my God, you're terrible!" Like, no, we are. Like, like nobody, nobody died in a while. And then, and then, like, didn't Pete Michaels die last week too? Yeah, the guy with the puppets. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, he fucking. How did he? I I just saw that up, and I was like, "Wait, what? He died? The guy with the puppets?" I just don't think people respect puppets. I think that's why. That's that's why I think nobody nobody knew anything about it. No, I think. Most comedians are like, well, what happened to the puppets? Like, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> who got the puppets? That's, that's, that's thirty-five <laughs> new minutes. Yes, somebody just got a whole new act, a new career yeah. revival. You know what was weird, man? I, I worked with, with with Pete years and years ago, and he would do this bit uh, that he would then he go he go he would just sorry, somebody fall there. No, I'm moving. Uh, sorry. That's all right. It's only a professional broadcast, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah, we're on uh, we're on our cell phones. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sets. We're real pros. Yeah, but uh, he did this bit. Like, remember Jerry Lewis did the typewriter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he would do the bit and say, "I'm doing this as an homage to Jerry Lewis." I'm like, "You're just stealing his bit and and justifying it." So is this the Mick Thomas shits on dead people show? Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. What it, I... it was just him, like not 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 Vic. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. It was just I didn't know if anyone knew Pete Michaels, so I'm just trying well, to. Welcome to cheaper than going to a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's cheaper than therapy? Shitting on the people you're sad that are dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> you miserable fucks. Um. So I kind of asked Dan Anthony on the last podcast about how he's getting through everything. Like what what have you been doing to keep your like your sanity going? Well, I still I'm still working my day job. We're considered an essential service. Um, okay. So I've been working. I've been working from home the last week. Um, I, it's not much has really changed for me in quarantine. I realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't have to go somewhere. Yeah, like, oh, right. Now I don't have to think of an excuse not to go anywhere. I can be like, ah, quarantine. It's it's actually working out pretty well for me. But the only thing that sucks is there's no comedy. So that's really the probably the biggest thing that, that you know, is the biggest change is that I'm not performing. And that's really otherwise I'm, I'm doing everything else I was doing. That's yeah. what's killing me a little bit right now. This yeah. is uh but I mean, I, are you doing anything um, like are you here's what a lot, a lot of comics are like, oh, I'm writing like crazy. But I almost feel like, like what are you writing? Like, because, 
this is the point I make. Like when you come out of quarantine, right? Let's say we hit the clubs tomorrow. Yeah. Right, and you're on a five man show, right? Not on Long Island, of course, but let's say you're on a five man show. <laughs> That's just the first admission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Self produced. Um, and like, I think the honesty of a comic is you're going to have to address what we're all going through, right? So, yeah. It, are you really like, what are you going to say? Like, so the other night I was like, like, I was talking to my nephew, right? I'll take you for like, for example, right? About whatever. And you're like, no, you weren't, you liar. You didn't go anywhere with your nephew because you were quarantined. Well, I go to my brother's house though. You still go out like that kind of stuff? We, because we've been, we've been together. They just, they just recently moved back into their house. We've been all been together through like the beginning of this. So, like, I mean, oh, really? That's the only that's the only place I go is my brother's house. Otherwise, I don't like go to my friends or anything. Like you actually had said, like you know, maybe doing the podcast. Like, oh, you can do it over a phone. I'll do it. But like, I don't go see anybody else but my my brother. That's it. I I you know I go to the supermarket. That's my life. I go to the supermarket. Supermarket. And are you worried about it, like taking it, getting it, or you think it's just all like some people are talking about? It's fucking. It's a scam. It's fake. I I I don't think it's a scam. I don't think it's fake. I and maybe I'm a little ignorant and stupid, but I, I'm not gonna say I don't think it's. I'm not gonna worry. Whatever I say is not gonna come out the right way. Um, I don't think that the country should be shut down for it. That's my, that's my opinion. Okay. And I think it's been here a lot longer than we've known about. Uh, okay. Yeah, I have my I have family that works in the medical field. My my dad, for instance, thinks the same thing. He was like, we were all sick in late December, January, with all the symptoms they're saying now. We just thought we had the flu. We could have had this. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If, if Whenever it was in China, it was here. There's so many planes that go back and forth from China to here. New York's a cesspool. Everybody's on top of each other. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it's not serious because people are dying from it, but... If you look at I'm the- just saying that the 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 as much as it's not I know people are, everyone's saying like more people have died from the flu. It's like, yeah, but like this is actually sweeping. Like it's, it's not considering its inception, it's sweeping faster and more dangerous than anything else that they've seen prior, which is why they're doing what they're doing. Well, I get that. Like it's it's sweep. It's a new hit sweep of the nation, but it's um, because it's so contagious. That's the problem. It's like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional. So, to me, but, but you're not actually you're not actually dying of the flu, though. It's not the flu that's killing you. It's the symptoms, the the swelling of of body parts that yeah. are, is causing a lot of these issues, and that's the problem that they're well, saying is that if you're not healthy, causing them. so I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, well, did you right, hear, did you hear about uh, that uh, that Olympic uh, swimmer, thirty one yeah. years old, gold medalist? He got it. And now his lung, his lungs are permanently damaged from it. Like, and that's an Olympic swimmer, which I think is the top of the food chain when it comes to uh, athletics, right? I yeah, mean, I'm not uh, saying it's not serious. I'm just, I don't know. I just, oh no, I'm not. I'm not debating. I don't want to like turn the show like, hey, well, sorry guys, he was an asshole. Um, but yeah, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But like, I, I kind of agree with you too, and and disagree. But like, I think if you want to do this shutdown thing, right? Shut it down like everything for two weeks. We would have been done by now if you fucking shut everything down for the two weeks. The problem I have with it is, you know, I don't, I don't think we should be in stadiums. I don't think we should be in arena. I get the gathering thing, but like closing down business, people are gonna lose businesses. Like my my brother owns a deli. 
you know, it's a privately owned business. He could, you know, he can come out of this losing his business, something that he built from the ground up. Like that, I feel really bad for. I mean, that's like, that's something that, you know, I don't think should happen. Yeah, that's just true. No matter what, though, like, I, I feel like a lot of small businesses are falling the same. Um, they're all fucked, basically. That's the, the truth of it. Yeah, because there's, no, there's no parties. He's not doing catering. The schools are closed. He's not doing school lunches. It's, it's, it's all right. But like, I'll, I'll say this a lot of those small businesses are um trump supporting i'll use that as like the the phrase i'll use they're they're very like here he goes they, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I, this is not i'm not i actually i did this podcast with mick one right when the the whole thing happened like i wouldn't i'm not even shitting on trump for any of this because yeah, it's not okay. you know what i mean it's not my stance on this my stance is much more like you know i think that we all approach this naively and then now we're feeling the repercussions of having a naively approached it I think the small business, if Trump's saying, hey, you guys have to shut down, he knows full well that that is affecting the largest portion of his constituents. It is. So I agree with he, that. Okay. If he's saying that, my perspective is it's the right decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he knows it's going to fuck over a lot of people who vote for him and he's still doing it, it's like that something has to be said about that. That's how I would look at that. I'm not looking at it from the perspective. I'm, you know, I, you guys all know my political stances, but I'm not like this. Isn't me like on a perch. This is me saying like logically, like this seems like the right call. If you I know he's he's affecting a lot of these, you know, red businesses, so to speak. But the thing, the thing that came away from me was after the, I saw what was happening, and this is the first time I've lived here 15 years where I thought I was embarrassed about how everything was handled. And I literally thought that, especially Long Island, it's not me shit on the, on the country. This is me shit on Long Island right now. Um, was that I, 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 I actually thought we were in Springfield from the Simpsons, just that level of morons, um, how they think it won't affect them in any way whatsoever. And I was like, are you fucking guys serious? Like people just out, like out and about, like everything is normal and busy. Like, 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 here's what pissed me off. And I ranted on this about two podcasts ago. Like, right outside my house, they started this parade for, you know, these new mobile birthday parties, right? Where it's like, if yeah. you can't celebrate your birthday, so what they'll do is they'll have this parade of cars drive by your house, honk, happy birthday. Like, like, Long Island people can't even say to their kids, sorry, guys, we're going to have our own little birthday party here, but you have to go without this year, without attention. But we, Long Island people can't even fucking do that. Like there's, they have it's to not even the, the kids. It's, yeah, it's like the, it's, it's the, the, the parents. Yeah. yeah, it's always the parents. But you can't. I, even, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, like, I, I, I understand this sort of like attempt at normalcy. Like, I, I really do. Like, I understand like people being like, oh, like this is the way we solve the birthday problem. It's like, yeah, I mean, like you, it's because you can control that one little thing. You know what I mean? Where you can be like, oh, like we got to do this for Timmy's birthday because, you know, we couldn't have a party, but it's like, is that what you should be focusing on? I do believe that you should be, you know, like, like you're saying, like Amazon them a gift. If you have to, like, yeah. it, it'll be fine. They, no one, no one cares. I mean, but, and then, and then also to look at like, like what Anthony was saying about like his brother's deli could be fucking like people are losing their jobs and you're out there fucking worried about a fucking Timmy gets his parade. birthday yeah. party. Yeah, he's prayed by his house to make him feel normal. Well, you know what? Don't he's not fucking normal because he's grown up to be an asshole. <laughs> I think I think I think you have an approach that every kid's grown up to be an asshole. Yeah. Whereas I, I do. Parents are just assholes. <laughs> like I, I do. Think, I, all of the heat from me goes right in the parents. If you are a parent right now, 
and like your biggest concerns are like your kid's birthday party, like you should be put into a meat grinder. I don't have any fucking meat for you right now. Well, I kind of, I kind of get like where parents are coming, like you know, because kids don't know any better. I mean, they're, they're, they're kids; they don't know what's going on. Yeah, but like this is also a learning moment. But that's, it seems like they they don't want to give the they don't want to give the learning moment of like, hey, times aren't always going to be easy. And you know what I'm saying? Point. Like, that's my. I point. grew up. I grew up with no money. Like I was well aware of shitty birthdays. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like just tell your kid, like, hey, you can't get your gift yet because. And if they don't, you know, I understand. Like, there are certain ages of kids are going to cry no matter what. They're going to be crying. But then, yeah. like, as they're into like the six, seven, eight, nine, like you fucking tell them, like, hey. We're in the middle of a, a medical issue. We really can't have you getting your toys. And then if they cry, you fucking say like, hey, this isn't a crime matter. There are people dying. Right. Then you're like, go lick an elevator button. Go on. Go lick right. a fucking well, elevator button. Well, that I get. Go. That I absolutely get. <laughs> but, no, man. I think go ahead. everyone's using this as like a way to like five, like, I don't know, comedians, you know, I'll say wrestlers too, whatever. We're trying to use this to like fuel ourselves creatively. And there's that concept you were saying before about like people. You there, Dan? You cut off? You there? Like, Dan. I don't know where he went. No, he must have hit mute. Probably yelling so much he just hit mute. Yeah. I think, I think my phone just went nuts. Um, <laughs> my phone was like, no, Dan, don't say it. Um, <laughs> he was about to make a point like that. <laughs> but I, I was saying, everyone's talking about like being going home and writing and all that other stuff. It's like, uh, you know, everything I'm writing is real dark. Like, I don't have, there's no joy in my writing. Like, I'm afraid of delivering these jokes on stage now because well, people are going to be like, ooh, this I guy's fucked. You know what it is? I started writing. I started, a lot of stuff I started writing was about, like, what's going on and jokes surrounded about that. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be useful for a, a fucking week. That's, yeah. what my, I, that's my point. Like, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sick of writing jokes about Tiger King, coronavirus, oh, fucking quarantine. Hell. Like, I'm done. Like, it's done yeah. now. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just writing opinions that are very unpopular. That's a, like my, this is what I think. And this is why I think it. The one that I've been working on the most this week is that I think we should be able to hunt the homeless for sports <laughs> <laughs> because why not at this point? Well, that's going to be <laughs> and a fucking huge population of the country soon enough. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like we can turn their hides in and get soup at kitchens. This is way <laughs> easier. And they're harboring the disease. You got to make it a point there, Dan. They're yeah, no, like, my my opinion is there's only two ways to solve the homeless population, right? It's to yeah. treat them, bring them in from health education, mental education, uh, mental health issues. They have to take them in, solve their drug addiction, their alcohol solution. Um, you have to take these people in who who have a mindset that's completely wrong, potentially medicate them. That's incredibly expensive. Or I can fucking hunt them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you were coming up with a real solution. It's like, oh, look at that go. And but that no. is his real solution. That's what he's telling you. <laughs> real solution is step one, but we're never going to do that. So, you know, get a hunter's permit for the homeless. And then if someone oh. looks homeless, you can kill them. Now, here's the thing. This also means that people are going to start dressing better. Because if I think you're homeless, I'm going to shoot you. I don't care if you're on the plane next to me. You are going to get shot. <laughs> I don't care if you're sitting in first class next to me. Yeah. You're still homeless yeah. if you look at Socks and sandals and an old hat, a, a shirt you got from Bermuda in 1996, you're fucking dead. So what's the dress code now? Yeah, well, Just a... you're going to have to. You remember when flying was an event and you just have to wear oh, a suit? I remember that. You dressed up, right? That's, that's what we're going to have to come that's, back to. That's not even too long ago. 
Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. We gotta we're gonna go back to our our core values. It was like you don't get it was like, like a piece of shit. It was like that in the bank or going to the theater. Like you got dressed up in a suit to go talk to the bank manager. My uncle, my grandfather used to wear a suit to the baseball games. Really? Yeah, back in the day. That's like all. The 50s, that's I love wore, that. You wore a suit to go to a baseball game. You, every time you put anywhere you went, you wore a suit. That's what I'm saying. We gotta come back to. There's I'm no more. That. I look home like Clemenza when I wear a suit. I'm not doing it. Look, then button down and nice jeans, man. You're not fucking dressing. Not wearing a 1997 American League Championship Series shirt. That's it. You're just not doing it anymore. You're not actually. You're not actually far off. I've got a New York Giants t-shirt on my and a hoodie and an NWO hat. That's exactly what I'm wearing right now. The minute you leave to go food shopping, there better be brand new shoes on you. A decent pair of slacks. I got new shoes. Yeah, we'll we'll be back to tipping the hat to people. That'll be great. You know, that's right. I tip the hat to you, ma'am. God damn right. Um, I'm sick of it. So, Dean, a minute ago, I, I, yeah, this is something I'm curious about now because it just popped in from what Dan was saying. No, you said actually your NW NWO hat. Um, yeah, you used to get your hair cut as I did when we kind of had a similar hairstyle, like every two weeks. So now, what are you doing? Every every two weeks, I haven't gotten a haircut in since. Uh, they closed whenever they closed down businesses. Whenever it was at Sunday at eight o'clock, I went the day before. Fuck. And I got a haircut, and I and my hair is not the way I want it to be right now. You're not liking it. I'm thinking of seeing if any. I'm I'm actually tempted to have somebody come cut my hair. I'm really. Oh shit, man! I've seen some horror stories online about that shit. I would stay the fuck away from that. I'm gonna shave my head. I don't care anymore. Why? I was thinking of doing that too. I was thinking of actually shaving my head and like you know. I don't like when my hair gets long on the sides. I, my gray show. I you know I'm, I'm 40, but I look like you know with my haircut. I look like my my 30. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're not going to show anyone your hair except that guy you work with. You know what I mean? Like who gets a shit this But I know. But I, I mean, I'm still on social media. Uh, yeah, I'm just hiding pictures of myself. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I let my hair grow long anyway. I like my hair long. I don't give a shit. I yeah, don't like my I'm, hair long. I'm losing mine, so I don't really. It grows long. It looks odd. I don't like it. So let, let me let me change the gears on this for a second. We're, I, I kind of I, I was saying like how I thought people along Long Island were like the Simpsons for the stupidity how they're handled yeah. in this case. How, it's, it's all over the country. It's not just Long Island. Oh no, no, it's, it's not. It's not just Long. It's not just Long Island because did you see in in England and now in Ireland they're doing it. They think that uh, the coronavirus is spread through 5G networks. So these fucking idiots, mainly England, were burning down cell phone towers. Oh, that's America too. Is it really? No, yeah. This is a real conspiracy that people believe all over the place. Wait, dude, 5G towers, they think it's spread? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these fucking mouth breathers just fucking stare at cell phone towers and go, that's what's making us sick. You know, not me hugging that guy who was coughing earlier or me... Going to meet people at the park, how, even though it's told not. How does that actually? How does that actually resonate as a as a rational thought in someone's head? Facebook. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, people just want to feel part of something. It's like it's like the flat earthers. You know what I mean? Here's, but here's the thing, Mick. You're gonna get people responding to this podcast. You who are gonna be mad at me and Anthony for not taking it seriously. No, I will. Yeah, it's gonna happen. And we'll be like, you'll see. And it's like, no, we won't. And then they're like, well, we burned out all those 5G towers. And now, have you noticed the, the, the deaths are going down because they're going to be that false equivalency bullshit? 
where they just is lump that, the goddamn. Is that why I had to restart my Apple TV a couple of times during WrestleMania because they're burning down these towers? Oh, that's, did you? That's yeah. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> well, it was okay. coronavirus affecting that WrestleMania in every single way. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, that was rough, man. And- they Did you guys fight. watch WrestleMania at all? Did you guys watch? I watched it. Did you guys watch I it? watched part of it, and then I immediately went, "Oh, this isn't wrestling." And then I also got depressed because I can't wrestle. And then I went, I went, went to bed. I tried to watch, uh, watch it on, I, I, um, online somewhere for free, and because uh, I canceled my subscription about two years ago, and uh, I just couldn't find it, and I gave up looking, and I was fine with that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. As, it wasn't. It was actually better than I, I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was. I guess the idea, the concept is, I, I guess, is kind of uh, monumental, right? It's kind of, kind of interesting to be part of that, to see that that uh, a WrestleMania with no audience. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very weird because, like, you know, you had these. It was, you know, it's weird, like when you have like the false finishes, like you the crowds into it. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, like when they just pin somebody, it was like, oh, okay, they just pinned. Them. <laughs> it wasn't like a, anything leading into it. It was just. Like oh, it's over. All right. I I saw people coming out onto the ramp and like putting their like their hands up like there was a full arena. Like dude, who's yeah? Who you who you showboating for? Nobody's watching you right now. Yeah, they were they were looking around. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they were like practicing their what they normally do entrance, <laughs> and it's like I fucking it's so uncomfortable. This is for you in the back row, ma. No, she's not there. Nobody's there. What the fuck's wrong with you? I think like if you look like an AEW AEW league puts wrestlers like near the ring without being next to the ring said like they have like social distancing and that's their whole concept is like look we need to have some level of noise and wwe is like no it makes our people look weak but at the end of the day uh everyone looks stupid and it sucks (laughs) i just can't do it couldn't they just like get one big green blanket and just and just green screen an audience in from another wrestlemania (laughs) just type in responses like it's 1997 wcw you know people well they did that they did that with america the beautiful they did the whole vince mcmahon aretha franklin oh did they they had him like introduce, yeah, Rita Franklin. He's like, "Welcome to WrestleMania." I like a whole, and they, and they played that. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Like, like it's like you know what? It, it's like kind of like watching these comics do like shows in their living room. It's, it's bad, just, it's, man. It's, it's, it's fucking weird, bad. right? It's not even weird. It's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why do you stop? What are you doing? Like, nobody cares. Somebody had said to me, like, you know, um, well, why don't you just go live from your living room? I'm like, no. Stupid. I can't. Gonna... Seriously, like I'll do a podcast. Like I, I created my podcast with the concept that like I didn't want to be the person in my living room like telling dick jokes. Like I just couldn't do it. And then certain comedians, what are you gonna do? Like the same act you've been doing for twenty three years. Which they, go- that's what they were doing. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched Joey Cola do it, and I was like, and Joey Cola's one of the fucking best. But I was like, she, she, like he had it set up nice because he had like. He had a fake laugh track that was constantly playing. We actually made it look cool. I thought if anyone could pull it off, I thought like what would have been Joey Cole, but it was like it was, again, it was kind of the same act. I was like, all right, Joey, but if anyone's watching this, means we already saw this stuff. You know, write career, yeah. like write jokes for what's going on right now. How do you not address the fact that you're in your living room? Well, that's what I did. I'm, I mean, I'm still doing my podcast because that's obviously I did it myself anyway. But other than that, I'm not looking to do comedy in my living room or you know anything like that i uh, yeah i can't i i just i don't know every 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 avenue i have of performing i can i will um it's pretty much gone for me so i just decide that's it i'm just 
I'm not performing. I'm going to do podcasts. I'm going to try and stay up like that. That's the best I can do. Yeah, I, I think what like what I've been doing is I'm working on a project with someone now, which is kind of taking up uh, like four or five conference calls a week that go on for about two hours. And like, so when you get off that, you've kind of homework to do. That's keeping you creative. I'm turning out three podcasts a week uh, instead of the one I used to do every Monday. So it's like, but I can't seem to focus on sitting down and writing stand up because I don't want to come out with like Anthony was saying, like with all this stuff, like I've had one or two funny jokes that because of the virus, I was able to write down. But when, when I come yeah. out of this, I'm going to, I'm going to shoehorn them in a way that they're not I'm not going to make it about this. I, I'll find another way to rewrite the beginning of it. But you also got to think about it. Like when we get back to performing again, everybody is going to have these jokes. So it's like, that's uh, the crowd's going to be like another coronavirus joke. Yeah, awesome. that's, that was my point the earlier, the first five comics that go up. Well, first of all, if we're on a show with a bunch of hacks and we know who we're talking about, it, they're just going to not even address it. They're just going to go right through it. And, and where was she when I was growing up? Right? Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow, you really yeah. are relying on us on, on us not performing for quite a while. So no uh, one, yeah, I don't, I, I don't give a shit. I, I honestly, I, in my heart, I'm untouchable. And what's the worst can happen? You're not going to let me work in that club anymore. Oh no, I don't give a shit. But like you know, like you know, those guys are just. And where was quarantine <laughs> when I was growing up? Right, and it, it, like we can do right now, we could just like probably do a list right now, put them up, and just wreck every comic's self-esteem by going homeschooling jokes. You know what I mean? Divorce jokes. Oh, uh, I think home- masturbation jokes. Like oh, like you know, I've been stuck home and I've been masturbating this entire time. By day two, it's like I don't want to hear it. Like I've been training for this my whole life. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. The nonsense. I've even seen some like really established comics put up a joke, and I'm like, no, what are you, what are you doing? That joke has been I done like by people who are not even comedians. I've written, uh, I've written out tweets where I'll start the tweet, and I'm like, somebody, like the, I think I was, what was it, two days ago, I was drunk. That seems right. So two days ago, I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk. Yeah, I was drunk. <laughs> And I, I went to tweet, like, everyone's talking about Corona babies. No one's going to talk about Corona divorces. And then I was like, let me just look on Twitter for this. And I went, oh, boy, there it is. And I just shut through my phone. <laughs> that, was, that was my night. I've lost all sense of uniqueness. Yeah, man. Like you. It's just, it's just, that's what, and you know what the sad thing is, too, though? Like, it's like, I think now is the time. When I say now, is when, when this is over, we're going to have to... Comics especially going to have to step up their game because a lot of clubs are going to close their doors like for, for good and they'll never open up again. So the, let, the, the amount of comics that are going to try to get in there, they're going to have to. I mean, I, I'm saying have to as in like common sense would be, but we all know the people who won't give a shit. But they're going to have to start putting like talented people that are on the stage. Like I think the room for developing comics is not, not around anymore. Like there's no room to develop a comic anymore like the stand is closed its doors probably for good. The stand was one of the like was one of the hot clubs in the city. Um, yeah, the creek in the cave it's, is gone. It's gone. It's closed its door for good, not temporarily. It's gone. Yeah, though that's the other thing is that like uh, even when you go back, I imagine that people aren't going to want to sit as close as they were sitting prior. You know what I mean? Like even little things like that, where you're like, you know, this building held 250 people. It's like, yeah, well, you got to take out half those seats because people don't want to sit next to each other like that. And it's like, all right, well, now we have ourselves a reduced number of seating, so we have to bring out our A game every single time. We can't have, 
you know, the same fucking nonsense go out. But yeah, but you're going to you're going to want every time someone gets on stage. Right. Like we'll talk about the local clubs. Right. For a second on Long Island. Right. Uh, yeah. Whose birds are chirping there? No. I'm outside. I'm actually sitting on my stoop having a cigar. I love that that he went outside. That's fucking great. But um, I was out here already. When I was just. Can you shut that bird up for me? Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I, I think like let's, ah let's, shit doesn't speak English. Let's yeah, typical. It actually just flew away. That's, fine. That's how grumpy. Birds. You're like the reverse Snow White. <laughs> 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 but uh but like let's take these clubs right on on the island like like right now right you're gonna have to like you go up and anthony goes up does a fucking great job dan barry goes up and does a great job i go up i fucking i kind of do a great job too and i just think people like there's no room anymore for the guys going up like eating shit for seven minutes with their a material you know what i mean like the clubs can't take that chance anymore like you you when you open up the door the doors of any comedy club. I don't care who it is. It could be the Comedy Center, Caroline's Gotham. If you open up any comedy club door, you're immediately in the red and you the first thing you want to do is get in the black and you don't have any fucking room for weak comedy. And weak comedy is not going to do that, man. That's that's my opinion of it, especially especially on, on Long Island. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope that's the case. Um, just because I think then it'll be the shows are going to be stronger. So that'll actually when people start coming back to it, they'll actually come back to like, okay, it's entertainment again. And it's actually fun to go to. And you're not sitting through um, people that shouldn't be on that stage. Yeah, Nobody wants to come back and go like, I saw this fucking guy or girl already a fucking, and it's the same jokes and nobody, you know, you, there's no room for the fucking puppets or banjos anymore. Like there's just not, it's just not there for it anymore. If you want to survive in comedy or get the clubs to survive, that's what I'm saying. Like you got to come back out. Fucking comics have to be stronger if they want to survive, what's going to happen? Because if not, they're going to just be fucking guys on, on Facebook and Twitter, and I, and I gladly unfollow them. Yeah, I'm hoping that's not the case, where it's like, you know, it's like everything I'm seeing on Facebook is going to be on stage, because, like, you know, as far as the jokes, like, like then it's going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, I just share shit that my brother sends over, like, filthy, some of the show, like, I'm not sitting there creatively making memes, right? And we all know other comics who could just fuck, I, I know a comic there who's making, has millions of followers for just screenshotting someone else's meme and put it up. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? So now I'm just going like, fuck it. Copy and send. That's it. That's what I do. My brother sends me funny shit from Ireland and I copy and I put it up and that's it. That's all I do. That's all I fucking do. I just advertise things I'm selling so I can try and make money. That's pretty much all I've done. <laughs> I, I, I bought a shirt. I know you did. You're a gentleman. I so... I want one for free, though. I'm glad you didn't text me about it after I did it. That always weirds me out when you do that. That's why I didn't this time because I remembered that exact conversation. Oh, you, you, you like, uh, well, the first time I bought a shirt, like he texted me. I'm like, I, I didn't text me. And then I'm saying, thank you, you idiot. I'm like, yeah, I didn't do it. That's what <laughs> happens when I buy uh, something from Louis Vuitton. Like Louis texts me himself. He's like, hey man, thanks for buying that wallet. And I go, ha. Ah. But it was like the second I, I pressed place order, he was texting me about it. I'm like, ah, that's kind of weird. Well, that uh, just so you know, that that should let you know how little I sell. That the public <laughs> sells, I know who it was. You know, you know who you're like. I worked with. Uh, did you ever work with Polly Shore? No. He has this. He's a fucking. He's like he has this thing on his phone that anytime someone Google's him, he gets an alert to his phone. So he was on stage and he kept going to the audience. I got another. Someone's googling me. And basically, what was happening was because. The last time I worked with him, it was during the height of the Jersey Shore. So people were looking up Polly yeah. and then Jersey Shore. 
and then all the and he was getting all the hits for it. Ah, uh, okay. And I was like, fuck it, that's Dan right now. Every time someone buys a t shirt, all right, someone bought a t shirt. Yeah, I, I send a thank you note. <laughs> the worst is so I have so I have something called I have a, a, a shirt site where I, I sell things all of um, what we call Team Tremendous's warehouse, which is basically my garage. And because <laughs> uh, my garage, like if you went in there right now, you'd see like I just have like racks of shirts that were we bought for WrestleMania, I bought for Ireland, like we have all these shirts. So I was just trying to put together like some level of like you know whatever. So the, the there's something called potluck. So you buy a potluck thing. And you get like a selection of whatever I have in my warehouse. I grab at random, and like not even sizes, some... just like any size. No, if you, I'll, I'll say like if you if you request a size, I'll send you a specific size oh, if okay. I have it. If you don't have it, but a lot of people just pick potluck and then don't send anything else. So I have to like kind of just grab stuff, and I have a lot <laughs> of like random. Somebody got a uh, like I had like a lucha mask I got as a gift once. That's in one of the things. Like I just I'm just throwing stuff in. Like it doesn't even matter anymore. I want, you, I want the lucha mask. That's already sold. Sorry, buddy. You should put a uh, nah. comedy albums in there. Just fucking really piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather just send them the blank CD if I can be honest. <laughs> but I ever tell you it's on it's on my Instagram page way down the bottom years and years ago. When my when when the first album I did came out, uh, Tommy Dunseat, he used to work there. He was at a, a thrift store and he saw my album, and it was for fifty cents, and it was signed to Diane. And he and he just sent it to me. He goes, "I guess Diane is sick of your shit." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh fuck!" There's a picture of me. <laughs> I can't wait to like go to like a Salvation Army in like Boston and just see. All of my shirts, <laughs> like that's oh, you that's know, a life. Oh my! Do you know it'd be great if you turn on the news and somewhere like there's a there's a war in Kenya and like the boy soldiers are wearing Team Tremendous shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that's like where are, the, are those the good guys or the bad guys? The bad guys. Okay, good. Just All right. Chopping well, off arms and taking diamonds and like just Team Tremendous. <laughs> there's Dan's big fucking mustache on the fucking t-shirt. Yeah, better than you think I am. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Uh, oh fuck. all right lads i'm gonna leave it there uh dan tell everybody where you can get those t-shirts from uh go to thedanbarry.com and i have links for all of my podcasts for my shirts everything else and and tell them promote some of your stuff i want to talk to you next time uh just one-on-one about your ww and all the great stuff you're doing over there so if you want to just give that a quick plug before we go Sure. Uh, you can find uh, my podcast is the ww Row podcast at www.podcast.podbean.com also through my website, anthonydlive.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at ComicAnthonyD. All right, lads. Thanks so much for joining me, and uh, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Any questions, comments, concerns, send them to my Instagram page, uh, Mick Thomas Comedy. and uh, good luck to you. Stay safe, and uh, wash your hands, you dirty fuckers. Take care. Good luck. Bye-bye. <laughs> See, See you later, lads. man.